So, that's the 2017 is episode 65. It is one hour, 59 minutes. Oh my God. And five seconds. That's so long. I mean, that's, that's what she said. clearly the longest episode. That's what she said. I heard you. Howdy, it's Thursday, November 8th, 2018, and this is episode 85 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I'm very excited about a couple things that we have right. that are news-related to talk about. Well, so. b- before we do that, I have to surprise you with something. Surprise me so with something? Guess where I was today? Atlantic City, New Jersey? Uh, I wish. That would have been a, an even better story, but... You know, as you know, I've complained isn't the right word, but commented that I have a legitimately almost infinite amount of leave. So I decided to take the day off today and go up to the horseshoe. Get some free play or whatever, some rewards credits. I got my $55 in rewards credits for showing up. And uh, so so I went up with the idea, like, I'm going to go play poker. Like, this will be good. I'm actually supposed to go to, like, a home game on Saturday. It's like, get in some reps play a little poker you know poker i feel like is something that's actually an interesting game that you actually can win at unlike all the other games of the casino where you really can't win at so i'm like i'll do that and i got there and i'm like i want to play tiles <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to play poker is it uh whatever dealer's choice at the home game because you could just like whip out a bat box of tiles and be like guess what oh I need. I have to know if Amazon can overnight tiles. Yeah, it's very it's important. Like you, you have all misset. Pay the dealer. <laughs> Little do they know that you cannot misset tiles. Oh, ah, yeah. uh, yes. I mean, I can still tell them that. That's true. But uh, yeah, so I had a nice time at the Horseshoe. Uh, I have to say, it's it's a nice casino. You know. Yeah, I like it. Like, I don't want to like it, but I actually Why? do. And I actually oh, swung cause... in Maryland Live on my way up there. Just I'm like. Well, I was going to eat there, and then I was like, let's see if I have any free play. I have no idea. And I went in, and it's just like, nah, I don't really like this place. So I left. Yeah, not not as much of a fan of Maryland Live. I mean, just it's nice. Like this big space that they were like, let's see how much casino we can fit in here. Well, so they've actually, it looks like they're almost done construction on the giant hotel tower next uh-huh. to it. I don't know if you know they were building a hotel yep. tower there. but I have my finger on the pulse. It'll It'll probably be pretty nice. I mean, it looks like it's going to be nice. But I don't. I don't love Maryland Live, so yeah, I'm not rather sure. go to the Horseshoe. And I haven't been to the MGM in a while, but I'll, I'll try to. I'm going to be taking probably a bunch of time off this month because again, I have infinite time off. So nice. I'll try to go down to the MGM. Uh, so how did you do? Did you just play tiles? Did you play anything else? I only played tiles, and I won like 200 bucks. Oh, nice! That's good. Yeah, That's good for tiles. Yeah, nice. Nice for a couple hours of work. Table minimums. Uh, 25. Yeah, yeah it's standard. Yep. So we didn't mention the significance of 85, which is that 1985 Trump Castle opened. That's right. There was a a company called Hilton that was going to build a hotel there. And then it turned out that they couldn't get a gaming license. And so they were forced to sell it to a man by the name of Donald Trump. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he used to have a TV show. He doesn't anymore. He does some other stuff now. Yeah, he's probably doing something. Yeah, that Trump Castle became Trump Marina, which is what it was when I started going. I was never inside it when it was Trump Marina. Yeah, I, I wasn't think. either. I've only been in the Golden Nugget, never then, yeah. in earlier. Currently, the Golden Nugget. So that structure opened in 1985. Uh, Trump Castle, though, had an Amiga game. Yes. So if you Google that, I think there are YouTube videos of the startup of this Amiga game. And I'm the only 99% thing... sure that you have sent me those videos. Yes. The only thing Trump Castle about it is the logo at the start of the game and that it shows a picture of the Trump Castle. Of like the entrance where you go up the escalator into the lobby Oh, yes. Area. Yeah. So it's, it, as it's loading, it shows the exterior, like the actual building. And then, yeah, you're right. The first screen is the escalator up into that sort of atrium area. 
Right. And it's, I mean, you can tell that it, that's what it's still like the golden nugget still sort of has that, uh, feature. So, I mean, I don't think unless you're just walling it off, but yeah, no one is allowed in the casino. We've walled off this entire thing. <laughs> we uh, the wet dog smell was coming up from that walkway into the casino. <laughs> We're trying to stop it, but it so, still is coming. So. Yeah, so no one can get in now. <laughs> uh, so should we talk updates? Well, the first, you mentioned Horseshoe Baltimore. You talked about potentially using Diamond Celebration Dinner at Johnny Sanchez. I don't remember if that was the last episode or the previous episode. Yeah, I, I saw the new restaurant that looked like it was perhaps not quite open, but almost open. Or maybe it's been open for a while and just wasn't open because it was Thursday afternoon. Yeah. But it was an Italian restaurant by... Uh, Giada. Giada, yes. Yeah, so that's that. I think that's been open for a while. Hmm. So yeah, Johnny Sanchez has been closed for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of celebration dinner... Where we left off was me looking for my reason to give up on getting my celebration dinner back since I went and attempted to use it at Guy Fieri's chop house and they were like, you don't got no celebration dinner. So the update on that is that the customer service rep emailed me back um, just after, you know, without any further prompting from me, all I did was reply to his email that gave me no information and said like, hey, why don't I have a celebration dinner? And he was like, oh, you're right. I've added it to your card. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So then I thought about it for a day, and I was like, you know, and I hadn't responded yet. And I realized, you know, I should really push to at least get the deadline extended because currently the deadline would be January 31st. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I sent an email where I was just like very matter-of-fact about, you know, that was a rare chance to get a dinner with my wife without the kids. So I live 125 miles away. Is there any way to extend the deadline? And also... If not, can I just get rewards credits? And I sent that email, I think, nine days ago, and I have not gotten a response. But um, I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna, so I'll email back. <laughs> uh, are you? Or are you just going to oh, no, no, push I, over? Like, no, I'll, I'll email back and say, like, hey. That's true. You, you even admit that you will email until the cows come home. So speaking of, this is a totally different tangent that is not related to gambling at all, but related okay. to the topic of me looking for a reason to give up. So my dentist today emailed me. I have an appointment next week. Emailed saying, please confirm your part- appointment for Thursday the 13th at 4 p.m. Do not respond to this email to confirm or change appointments. Call us at this number. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was really annoyed about this. Yeah, that is quite annoying. Because I was like, if you're going to send an email, allow me to email back. If you Correct. want me to call, then you call me. You should call me. me. Yes. You I know, agree. Contact me in the mode that you want to be contacted. And actually, you should be allowed to reciprocate in kind to however they contacted you. Right. So, like, my the, even more annoying, my gastroenterologist texts and emails, and both their texts and their emails say, don't respond to this, call us. With the dentist, I called up to confirm within like five minutes of getting the email, and I was like, going to be going to say, look, if you want to talk to me on the phone, call me. If you want an email, email me. Like I can, if you, if I can't email back, don't send me an email. And then, so I was like, Hey, I'm Craig Stone. I'm calling to confirm my appointment. And the woman was immediately like, Oh, I love so much that you called within just a few minutes of my confirmation email. That's my favorite patience. And then I immediately withered away and I was like, Oh, uh. you're welcome. Click. <laughs> so I did not give them the whole spiel of like, Hey, shocking. Yeah. So that's if, if, if anybody has to deal with me in a customer service capacity, where I am the, the complainer, just know how easy it's going to be for you. I think that's, yeah, the easiest. Yeah. My wife finds this incredibly frustrating at times, I have to say. <laughs> uh, she's much less of a pushover than I am. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've clearly interacted with her much less. But it is believable. I mean, the alternative is hard to imagine anyone being more of a pushover than you. So That's true. I mean, she's also actually from New Jersey. I feel like New Jersey people, they, they don't really take as much shit as many other places us nice southerners from maryland i wouldn't even call us southerners necessarily but you know we're very if you were from new jersey you would call us a southerner. that's true yes uh but we should really talk about the biggest news i don't know if this is the biggest or the second biggest news but do we have an ac trip on the book on the books Uh, do we i think so have you gotten work off no but that's a formality (laughs) That should be fine. <laughs> so kind of? We kind of have an AC trip? Yeah, I, I just need to confirm that somebody can cover if, you know, shit explodes. 
But yes, I believe that Craig and I are going to be in Atlantic City. Well, me for one night, Craig for one day only. One day only. One day only. Yep. Limited engagement. Your only opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> On Thursday, December 13th, Craig and I will both be there, and I will be leaving kind of late morning on friday the 14th so i mentioned on the books do you have anything booked for your trip i do not have anything booked Uh, but we're gonna do marina trip right yeah plan yeah i I will book a room in the borgata for sure because i know i've said it in earlier episodes but i i have to stay in the borgata to be able to feel like i can talk intelligently about the borgata at our upcoming two months away year-end review of 2018 episode so so what kind of rates are you getting for a thursday night at borgata last time you checked uh so last i checked i think it was like 59 dollars for a normal room or like 149 i think you said 39 i think it was 39 for a fiore suite which sounds nice yeah and then there was a deal that anybody could get and then there was a deal where it was like one one forty nine for a normal room and a hundred dollar food credit, which is a not good deal for me, and or one ninety nine for a Fiore suite and a hundred dollar food credit, which is a more reasonable deal for me. I assume yeah. it's like a resort credit that they'll take a hundred dollars of resort stuff off your bill at the end of the day, at the end of the trip. But right, so that also know how it pays out. They could yeah. just give you a hundred comp dollars, but I doubt they do that. No, I doubt it. Uh, so that would also would presume that you would you know be eating there eating there and all that kind of stuff um i mean do you as the consummate planner that you are do you have anything that you really want to make sure you do on this trip stay at the borgata stay at the borgata i I feel i have to do gamble at the borgata so you know marina trip or do you think you'll hit all three marina casinos if i was staying two nights i would try for sure to stay in the borgata for one night and another property for the other night but just one night, I don't know. I don't know if I'll hit... If I don't hit one, it'll probably be Golden Nugget. I assume that we'll go to Harrah's as well, especially if we're going to use one of our Diamond Celebration dinners, which I don't know if we will or not, but... Right. I guess it depends. If I have a $100 food credit, if I end up going that route, we'll probably just stay at Borgata, right? That's true. Yeah. I would have said if I had to skip one, I would skip Harrah's, but you're right. Yeah. You know, we have the Diamond Celebration dinner, so if we're going to yeah, do that on the... Well, are you going to use yours at any future point, or am I uh, going to get all of the Veracruz I can eat? So my wife said you. that she hopes to be able to go for our anniversary in January. What do hopes get you, though, Craig? It gets you not using your celebration dinner yeah. when you don't go. That's true. Um, but that's the goal for the celebration dinner, for second attempt at celebration dinner. We'll see what happens when we get closer to the date. How realistic you think that is? That's true. Because, yeah, by then it'll be only like a few weeks out. So I need to know. You know, I'll probably be driving you to the bus stop at the end of the trip. And I will be like, yo, you're not catching your bus until you buy me some crafty craft. <laughs> and you'll be like, they don't even take the celebration dinner. What are you yeah. talking about? And I'll be like, I need crafty craft. <laughs> also, an Uber is significantly less expensive than $100. <laughs> Unless it's in that guy's truck that's just that's a good breaking. Point. Yeah, then I'd never make the bus. <laughs> So you, you, that's it. That's your only plan is just stay at Borgata, check out Borgata, do Borgata-like things. I, I think so. I, well, I have some specific stuff. Like, I need to status match at Borgata because I have mm-hmm. not done that yet. And my diamond status runs oh. out in January. I, I got to uh, status match from my Borgata status match to Hyatt, not globalist, but whatever the one below yeah. that is. Explorationist or whatever Explorist, it is. yes. Um, so I get some... some whatever club upgrades and stuff so that'll be good can you use those at the ocean uh i do they have a club i don't think so oh club upgrades no i don't know yeah it's like a lot of grand hyatts and hyatt regencies and stuff have a quote-unquote club that has like free breakfast free oh nice cocktails free whatever um so amphora lounge is something we should do yeah absolutely we'll 100 percent. if we go to harrah's we should check out the diamond lounge in harris because i've never been to that diamond lounge Same and life. my card much like your card expires in january yeah i've heard not the best things about the harris diamond lounge but you know I, we have to see it right 
I, well, I don't have any comp dollars right now. I have I emptied out my reward credits. Three hundred thirty, I think thirty thousand reward it's, credits. It's not enough to. So you have like three hundred bucks in rewards credits. I have like three hundred bucks. Yes. Can you spare ten to get me into the uh, perhaps Harry's Diamond Lounge? It, it depends on how much uh, crafty crab you're going to get me. So one potential reason to go to the Golden Nugget is the musty dog smell. Uh, no, <laughs> that's the, true. The bills, you haven't experienced it. You I've don't not. know the musty dog smell. No, I kind of. I'm intrigued. You did not do the crazy tier match upgrade no. a palooza that i did i did not so i don't have i didn't miss the boat on tier matches at golden nugget and ocean mm-hmm. it's kind of disappointing but uh what golden nugget does have that we like at least we liked in its previous location bills. also at the marina is bills bar and burger yeah although Pretty i've heard solid. that this location is not as good so I'm, I'm, i would be interested in trying it for a lunch but if we if we don't make it over there we don't make not. it over there uh I expect no? that I will not be a gold nugget, but so uh, anything else about plans? I know that you probably don't have any plans. We're a month sure. plus away. <laughs> well, I don't know. What do you think the people want to hear a little bit about Macau? Uh, oh, so so first, is this your last trip for a while because of Macau? Yeah, it's. I expect that Q one is gonna not be a good month for me to go to or a good quarter for me to go to ac because i'm going to macau for a week yeah so i was sort of thinking when you pitched this like thursday to friday trip as like is this like why you know we could push it to january or february where we might have more flexibility and then i realized oh no that is not happening yeah, i'm gonna be gone for a week in february and using up all your babies whatever baby coverage capital all of my baby <laughs> coverage all of my real U.S. dollars. <laughs> yeah, good All point. of my everything. Yeah. It turns out Hong Kong is an expensive city. Who knew? Uh, yeah, so what about Hong Kong? What about Macau and Hong Kong? I guess there's just a couple updates. I mean, I think last time we talked about it, I just had announced the dates and mentioned that we were flying. Uh, just so people know, the dates are 2-5 to 2-12 is when I'm going. It's a Tuesday to a Tuesday. Um, the original plan was to fly to New York and then take a New York to Hong Kong flight that got in at about a little after seven o'clock at night on the fifth or on the sixth, I mean, in Hong Kong. But luckily, cause they're American and they always do stuff like this. They canceled all of their early morning flights to New York. So my buddy Andy and I jumped on the opportunity when we had no legal routings to get to New York in time to catch our flight from New York. We changed routings to Dallas to take an earlier flight to uh, Hong Kong. So we should be getting in now closer to like 4.30 or 5. So we should be able to see the big fireworks that they are, you know, doing for us. Also, it was going to be on uh, Cathay Pacific like the plane was going to be Cathay Pacific and now it's actually on American metal out of Dallas to Hong Kong, but it's supposed to be a nice plane. Uh, booked any hotels. We, we have booked one hotel and everyone's going to be very impressed at, we booked one, I think it's like Saturday the 9th or 8th or something like that. We have booked a holiday Inn yes. in the city of Macau. <laughs> because any reason for the holiday Inn? Uh, because it was relatively inexpensive. So what I did is, uh, IHG actually had a big sale on points where it was basically half off and the cash rates are insanely expensive because it's Chinese new year there, uh, at least for that, that one day in Macau where the actual Macau part of Macau, like does not have very many chain hotels at all like katai has a bunch but macau doesn't have a whole lot and the location's pretty good for this holiday and there's also like a crown plaza or crown point or whatever which is also ihg that was the same number of points but it was like way more out of the way up next to the port so the cash rate was something like 320 dollars for this holiday in but i got it for like basically half that just from buying points and immediately cashing them out for that room. Nice. So that is my one room I have the holiday Inn. I'm excited. It looks awesome and very old school Macau. 
So is are there any hotels that you really want to make sure that you stay at in Macau? Like, is there anything that you have bookmarked, um, or is it so so many options that you're just kind of like picking whatever the, the value is? So here's the thing. No, there's nothing like in particular that I necessarily want to stay in. I mean, I suspect we'll be mostly staying in American hotel brands because I, at least Andy and I both have a bunch of hotel points from various credit card avenues. Um, but no, not really. Uh, so you're not so, stay at Wind Palace. Uh, so Wind Palace, both winds, Wind Macau and Wind Wind Palace, or whatever. The win in Macau and the win in Kotai are both completely sold out the entire time that I'm oh, there. Wow. Uh, the MGM in Macau is completely sold out the entire time I'm there and insanely expensive, the brand new one in Kotai. So, unfortunately, I don't know if staying in one of the big casinos is necessarily in the cards, but we will certainly be checking them out regardless. Yep. Have you s- seen this sweet Holiday Inn? It looks like a Holiday Inn. But with sweet, I don't know, just like the neon. That's one of the things I'm the most excited about for for Macau somewhat, but but especially Hong Kong is seeing all the awesome neon. Yeah, I'm a big fan of just neon everywhere. Yeah. Well, I think if you like that, Hong Kong is the place to go. But I'll have a fuller report afterwards. So anything else on Hong Kong Macau before we move into the news? I don't know. Just look at, looking forward to it. I think we're going to try to do some locals things in Hong Kong. Like right now, I think we're thinking three nights in Hong Kong, three nights in Macau. But we're, I mean, only only one night is booked. So, and that will be the, f- what if we do three and three, the first night in Macau. And then we'll probably be in Kotai the next two nights. Mm-hmm. But certainly if any of you have any suggestions... Uh, let me know if your suggestion is that I'm an idiot for booking the Holiday Inn instead of something more authentic. Uh, don't let me know. Because <laughs> it's already booked. <laughs> yeah, it's it's booked. I mean, it's, you know, the nice thing about Point Redemptions is that they are, uh, whatever, you can, you can cancel them, yes. Yeah. Unlike the cheap uh, cash bookings that I always do. Because yeah, no one pays one. for the full fare right. cash rate. Yeah, so six nights in February you're going to be in Macau yeah, six, and Hong six Kong. nights, six nights and two. Well, the one travel day when we go to Dallas is probably like twenty four hours of travel, and it's a nonstop back. So that'll be more like eighteen. It's a lot. Yeah, it's going to be six six full days there and another thirty six hours of travel. Yeah, well, hopefully you don't have the uh, travel shenanigans that. I know you would have Chuck Monster and Hunter had when they <laughs> were trying to get back from Macau. Oh well, their their big problem was in Shanghai, right? Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not dealing with that nonsense. No, we're doing doing some nonstops. So, uh, so new stuff stuff is opening, and that is good. Uh, yeah. So I guess the most important thing to talk about now, even though you put it bottom on the list is serial town is officially open. It is today, right? Yeah. Today. So, well, at least first confirmation to us is today. Uh, Chauncey W O V on Twitter, uh, got rid of the B three and his username is now just Chauncey W O V. Uh, sent us a very brief video of, him walking into the door of Serial Town. I'm assuming it's him. We don't it's like see walking him in front of the door of the Serial Town. Right. Because uh, let me tell you, no customers have ever stepped foot in the Serial Town. <laughs> yeah, there's like a force field around it. Just can't even get it. So that's, I mean, exciting for me because we've been waiting for it. Yeah. It's exciting for the podcast. Is, is it exciting for the podcast or just exciting for you? I mean, I've sent multiple people as due for win investigators to stay overnight at ocean this weekend just to investigate and give me a full report back so we'll see what happens i mean that's how much i valued the opening of serial town is that i was like oh shit it's open i just called any everybody who i knew who was available and uh my brother and our friend dave separately are going and will scout it out okay. I, don't, I don't know if my brother's actually going to go or not Oh, so you have it booked, though? I mean, I don't know if he's actually going to go to Serial Town. He's booked at Ocean. Oh, okay. No, it does not seem like the kind of thing your brother would do. No, he'll probably walk by it 
and send me a picture. Yeah. I told him that he has to cancel his Iron Room reservation so that he can go to Serial <laughs> Town. Yeah. Uh, and our friend Dave tweeted at us that uh, he's going to go and eat there just to make me feel bad about how terrible it is. I was like, that seems like we're both losing in this scenario. He said, I can't wait to eat there and tweet pictures to Craig and tell him how utterly disappointing it is. I don't know. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? I mean, it's sometimes it's worth a little self-sacrifice to... For spite. Really dagger your enemies. That's true, yes. And Dave and I are nothing if not enemies. That's right. <laughs> uh, so total game changer, I think, for Ocean, we can both agree. Yeah, I I expect that, you know, when the October numbers come out, they'll be bad again. But November, it will be probably one of the best months in Atlantic City history for any month for any casino. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just going to say, I don't think we even need to talk about the October numbers when they come out <laughs> next, before next episode because they just don't mean anything because they're, they're basically like game changer yeah i mean atlantic city will just be known as before serial town and after serial town act or yeah bct and act yeah i think that makes a lot of sense yeah uh so other stuff opened to game over for the rest of the casinos yeah well uh, yeah something else opened actually kid friendly uh, more kid friendly stuff at ocean uh the rocket fizz candy shop also chauncey wv on twitter i guess he just hangs out in ocean all the time yeah (laughs) i i get the feeling i He's one of like the 10 people I follow on Twitter, but he does write about the ocean a lot. So I think he does spend a lot of time there. Yeah. So the rocket fizz is on the casino level. Um, he said it looks fabulous. I've been to a couple rocket fizz locations. I think one in Charleston, South Carolina and one in Indianapolis. And they're pretty great. Like just a I've, ton. I've never even heard of the chain. Yeah. It's like a ton of like candy, both stuff you can find anywhere and really obscure crazy stuff and like a bunch of soda like crazy candy weird different flavors of soda uh so i'm sure that will go over very well with the kids who also like the cereal town um it will also go over very well with me who also is excited about cereal town so group me in with the kids i guess yeah so you're all in for Rocket Fizz and Cereal Town? Yeah, I mean, I like I like going and buying some weird, you know, yes. go get like a moon pie and a cheer wine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they'll have cheer wine there. Big um, Red. Yeah, something something crazy. I mean, most of the sodas are like, you know, ridiculous watermelon candy flavored. Yeah. Not Big Red. Junk. Is, I don't even know what it is. Uh, I think at the one in Charleston, I, I did get uh, a cheer wine and a moon pie. It made me feel good. <laughs> Cheer wine is delicious. I don't even know what that is. It's like a red soda. I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, like big a, red. It's a like Texas a classic. A weird Dr Pepper. Kind of like big red. Yeah, it's probably very similar. Hmm. Anyways, some people who know more about this are gonna be like, "It's <laughs> nothing like Dr Pepper." I don't think I've ever seen big red in my life, except in the state of Texas, where hmm. I think it is the state drink. Deep in the heart of Texas, would you yes. say? Uh, the other thing that opened is Tropicana's William Hill Sportsbook. So William Hill gets more of a presence. It is right next to Chickies and Pete's. Um, uh, home of their world-famous crab prize. Yes. Uh, which you can get for free by going to any kiosk in the Tropicana for the most part. Yes. So that covers us for our fake sponsorship yep. that doesn't exist. Um, Done. I, just, I realize, like, you know, there's probably – it's. I think we're pretty clear that they're, they don't actually sponsor us. But <laughs> – if any lawyers are in the house. Jokes are always better when you have to explain them. That's what when, I found. When the cease and desist comes down and they're like, hey, we actually don't like you and stop saying that you <laughs> spon- we sponsor you. Yeah, I guess I guess that does sound like that is something that could legally happen. Yeah, I mean, it's I a don't long, know, it's but a it's, it's parody, man. Right. That's specifically protected in the Constitution of the <laughs> United States of America. Parody. It is. Satire. Yeah, man. That's what we do here. And we were nothing if not satire and fair use. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, are you, how excited for you on a scale of 1 to 10 for the William Hill Sports Book next to the Chickies and Pete's Tropicana? I'll tell you what I'm excited for. A delicious Chickies and Pete's crab cake. I don't even know if they have crab cakes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm actually excited for? For never going to Chickies and Pete's because oh it my. sucks. What? It doesn't <laughs> suck. Yeah, it doesn't suck. It's Dude. highly mediocre. It's, it's better than mediocre. I can name like eight better restaurants at the Tropicana. Well, of course, but chickens and pizza is a specific thing. 
It's a sports bar with sports bar like food. Yes. It's not like, like you, if you were crab fries. So as a Marylander, I'm have an idea of what crab fries are and i'm like oh no these are just fries with generic old bay okay but if it's you're craving horribly. the crab fries no, you're not gonna no. go to akacha or to bar olan you're gonna go to chickies and beets meh with a coupon yeah oh, yep. i mean yes it would be free there so better than mediocre i will say if you want your cheesesteak and your roast pork and various other Philadelphia-based sandwich foods. One of the best conversations I saw, I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook, when you were talking about your pepper steak. Oh, yeah. Your famous, world-famous pepper steak at the Sackets Hubs in Harris. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it came up because I said that I love the cheesesteak at Tony Bologna's, and someone said that their sandwich at Tony Bologna's was disgusting. I think they even said the grossest sandwich they ever had. And my immediate reaction was, what is the grossest sandwich I've ever had? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I actually think that uh, Sack of Subs is good. Yeah, Not no, I think Sack of Subs is, is legitimately good. I just got a very bad sandwich. It was bad. So Craig's sandwich, like imagine a normal cheesesteak, then like, you know, the five gallon industrial sized jugs of toppings that restaurants get. Like imagine there was like a little bit of onions and peppers in the bottom of this thing and like a whole bunch of the liquid and imagine that they just overturned that on the <laughs> sub. yeah didn't like fish and matter anything just dumped it right out yeah, yeah it was it, looked... it was inedible <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't have a good look to it uh anyways there's no. real news Is about there? caesars caesars yeah. all over the place where we left off them rejecting tillman fertita's offer of 13 dollars a share they admitted that. They came out and said, hey, we got that offer, and we did not take it. Yes. Um, Brilliant. I hear that now their stock is, what, like 9 bucks or something? It did go down, although I think the news that... Yeah, I think it went up after they... Well, we, we're going to talk about what, all the things that they've been doing. Yeah, I mean, I th- the big thing that happened is that they announced that CEO Mark Vesora is out. Which, I mean, I, I think that nobody... In the world, thought he was doing a good job, right? Would you say that that's accurate? He might have thought it, but so I, I, I think you know, compared to Loveman, Gary Loveman, his predecessor, I think by the end of Loveman's tenure, they were so cash strapped that they couldn't really do very much, right? So they were right. like putting yeah, off they, a ton of re- renovations. Yeah, they just had all kinds of horrible financial issues because of the downturn and some of the decisions they took right before it, such as to go private. Yeah, but the, so they were able to do like some renovation work uh, in Frasora's tenure. I mean, I, I know some people, I think 500, that crew really likes what they did at Bally's, like the rooms at Bally's, which I, you know, have never seen or stayed in. Um, I, but I stayed in them in circa 2009, 2010, and it was, I don't know if it was, Saying it was the worst casino room I've ever stayed in. Flamingo? It seems tough considering how often I've stayed in the West Tower and Tropicana, but... Come on, is the West Tower worse than the Flamingo room? I'm going to say that Bally's room I stayed in is the worst room I've ever stayed in a casino. It was horrific. In Vegas. In Vegas, yes. Um, So so apparently they've... Ooh, I don't know. Claridge Tower. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, that was the worst room I've ever stayed in. Pre-Radisson days. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Claridge was part of Bally's. That was real, oh, real bad. That was oh, just like boy. inexcusable bad. Uh, so Claridge Tower at Bally's in Atlantic City is number one, but the Bally's in Las Vegas is number two. Are there any more Bally's around the country? I need to see if I can <laughs> complete the get collection. The top three, yes. Yeah, uh, but apparently the Bally's in Vegas rooms now are fairly nice. You know, obviously they did all the renovations. I've heard that too at the Link, but you know, certainly the stock price has not reacted. And in Atlantic City, we certainly on the boardwalk are feeling very very left out uh harris got some renovations they got a uh conference center and redid the whole bayview tower and stuff but man caesars and valleys just completely stagnated yeah uh, i mean it was like even obvious years ago when they were doing the, sh- the shell game that they cared about harris and they wanted to protect it and caesars and valleys not so much because Caesars and Valleys were in the bankrupt portion of the shell game, and Harris was in the not bankrupt portion. Yeah, 
so Frisora is going to stick around until February. Uh, you'll be in Macau when he steps down, February 8th, 2019. Very good. Um, I will be which, at the 08. There are no Caesars Casinos in Macau, <laughs> right. which was a much bigger deal in the past than it is right now because I don't think Macau is doing that great. So, But certainly, if you'd ask someone like six years ago, they would say that it was the biggest mistake of Caesars has ever made was not getting into Macau. Yeah, uh, so their shares jumped 9% at the announcement of <laughs> for sort of stepping down. I think they came back down and were only up 3% at the mm-hmm. close of that day. But uh, I'll link to the article that details all that. Um, so the other thing about Caesars almost immediately after this is that they, the New York Post reported that MGM is exploring a merger with Caesars. So not Tillman Fertitta, but MGM. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, like for what perspective? Because it differs pretty dramatically. Whichever way you want to take it, I think it's smart for MGM. I mean, certainly they would control an awful lot of the Las Vegas Strip. They yeah, control I think like twenty-one casinos between the two companies. Yeah, they control uh, four out of nine casinos in Atlantic City. So I think. Having a monopoly in those places, or not a monopoly, but having such significant market presence and market control in those places would be probably good for them. I think it would be horrible for consumers. It would be, yeah. I just can't imagine there's any way that the the gambler consumer comes out of this without, you know, taking it on the chin. Like, it just seems like MGM has done all this, you know, profit maximization (laughs) stuff, all the fees. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just doesn't seem like it would be good. Uh, I also, I feel like at some point, is there really an appetite to have 21 properties? I mean, I guess if you're just saying like, we dominate this section of the strip, because pretty much you're saying like South of what, like treasure Island, everything would be Caesars MGM, like everything. Cause Caesars has that section. Cosmopolitan. In, yeah. So there's, there's Cosmo. Tropicana. Right. So well, Tropicana is further down South. Yeah, so like Tropicana and Hooters, right? Way down at the, the southern you, end. You but, said everything south of Treasure Island, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that's... Is that it? Yeah. I think that's and it. You'd, be, you'd have like Luxor, Excalibur, MGM. Like the, that whole southern Mandalay Bay, that whole section is yep. very MGM-centric all the way up to whatever, New York, New York. And then there's well, a... That, that whole side of Las Vegas Boulevard, other than the Cosmo, until you reach... Caesars, Caesar's right, is all Bellagio, MGM, right? Yeah, so Bellagio, Aria, Vidara. Um, and then, yeah, and then above that is all the Caesar stuff, like Planet Hollywood, Flamingo, Harrah's. Right. On yeah. the other side of the road, it's it's the Caesar's. Well, yeah, well, and, and then Caesar's is across the street, which is just gigantic. Yeah. Like, it's just the really wide footprint, so it takes up a ton of that. I mean, and then Mirage is past Caesar's. Yeah, um, true enough. So, which is, uh, and then they've Another got MGM hey, property. Circus Circus MGM property. That's, that is on that side of the street. The crown jewel of the of this merger. Would Lucky be. Dragon's on that side of the street too, isn't it? Although it's closed. Yeah, I mean, I, who knows what will actually come of this. Uh, the article in the New York Post mentioned that if this actually happened, the company would own about half the hotel rooms in Las Vegas and Atlantic City, uh, that it could spark some regulatory concerns. Although I, I would think that if they really wanted to push it they could probably find a way to do it. And if they had to, you know, get rid of some of the properties, like, would that really be that hard for them to be like, hey. No. Yeah, they can certainly <laughs> sell some. I, I I really don't know. I mean, I'm not a antitrust uh, lawyer, but frequent commenter who usually has some pretty insightful things to say in the Facebook group, uh, David W., mentioned that he he's a U.K. lawyer or law student, perhaps, and he says that he thinks that there could be an argument to be made as to why it isn't really such a big deal, like a big antitrust deal. Uh, and I think it was, try- I mean, one of the main arguments he had was trying to pitch it as Las Vegas as a whole and like what percentage of the market it would be there as compared to the Strip. Because obviously MGM and Caesars do not own any off-strip properties. Right. so And there's tons of them. Well, Rhea, but... <laughs> Uh, it's strippish. Sure. It's next door to Caesars. Okay. <laughs> next door, in quotes, to Caesars. It is. It's just Caesars goes forever down that road. Flamingo? Is that the road? I think it's Flamingo. I don't know. 
I don't know Las Vegas that well. Hmm. I've never been. Yeah. Feels well, I've probably way. been more often than you. I'm sure. But yeah. It's been five years for both of us, I think. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Are we ever going to get back? In November, no less. November of 2013 was the last time. Was I'm, my, I'm my trip right before my, my wedding. Yeah. So I'm earmarking. Well, I forget what I said. Like President's Day weekend of 2020. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, I, I told our friends, mark that down. That's our mm-hmm. biggest trip. And by our friends, you mean like Dave and Andy would go? Yeah. Yes, pretty much. Andy keeps saying, like, I'll go go whenever. I have no idea. Yes. Andy will go. I do not think anyone else will go. Including you? I will go. Okay, let's do it. Three's fine. That's a fine group. Yeah. Uh, So the other thought I had was like, hey, remember when Chris Christie had a press conference and triumphantly talked about the Caesars (laughs) MGM joint project with no details at all and that we've heard nothing about ever since i had completely forgotten about that but now that you bring it up i do remember that it made for great podcast fodder just as for for pure speculation like what could it be and there was like a lot of talk in the facebook group and answer uh, nothing yeah so you know there's talk about like oh it could be an event space between harris and borgata and stuff like that which like yeah that could make sense um but we have no idea what's happening and i I'm guessing it's, you know, not something that was in any stage of firm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. So, I mean, I suspect that this latest move by MGM was basically solely because of their financial situations right now and not something that was planned at all in advance, at least not at all insignificant in advance. Yeah. So that's actually one thing that the New York Post article I think mentions is basically this idea that with you know caesar's in the financial situation they're in where they've got a lot of debt and now with the ceo stepping down it's basically seen as open season on caesar's like if you're going to make an offer now's the time to make an offer because uh, they've got you know leadership changes coming and their financial situation is not great so um you know who knows how much of this will get taken seriously but something interesting to keep an eye on i certainly do not hope for a Caesars MGM combined thing. No, that would be bad. I would be much, much happier with a Tillman Fertitta Caesars combined thing. I feel like that would almost, that would be more interesting too. It would be because it's be like Tillman Fertitta has never had anywhere close to this kind of market presence before. Like, let's see what he can do with it. Yeah. Whereas like MGM is just going to make it's all the Caesars like, properties. Oh, they're going to raise the price in, on everything. Yeah. And it'll just, you know, they'll just MGM up their properties, you know. We'll just get a bunch of new Park MGM-type renovations because that, you know, was just a huge success and everyone seems to love it. Uh, have you heard anything about that renovation? Park the, M- uh, the old Monte Carlo? No. Apparently just incredibly boring in there. People are not fans. Uh, I although mean, Monte was Carlo, anyone ever a fan of Monte Carlo other than you and you alone? I wasn't a big fan of Monte Carlo. What? You were always like, ah, oh, Monte Carlo's the greatest. What? I played no. damn Lumberjack Beavers there for years of my life. No, I, well, I stayed there because that was the conference <laughs> hotel that uh, I stayed at with my brother. So I did gamble there a lot. But I thought I remember, you loved Monte Carlo. No, no. I remember after that trip, I think we went the next year and I was like, oh, Monte Carlo. Like, I don't really want to spend more time there. And then I think when I... Like, we went to that bar in there. It was yeah. Good. And actually, you know, for a short amount of time, it was fine. It's just not a very fun place to stay. You know what that bar was better than? The bar in New York, New York that we went to. <laughs> yeah, that was really crappy. That place was horrible. The Times Square bar. Yes. Yeah, not good. It's one of uh, the worst uh, My Vegas redemptions that you've ever made. Yeah, except it was like totally free. pure dollar value-wise. It was like right. one of the best. Completely free. Yeah. Yes, we got to get like five Bud Lights from your yeah. My like Vegas redemption. $100 of food and beverage credit at this crappy bar. It was bad. We were also like the only five people in there. Yeah, we were literally the only five people in there. Uh, so, is that it? It's a lot of Vegas and Macau talk. Yeah, very little Atlantic City. Not nearly enough Serial Town talk. I think you know once we really get a breakdown of the lineup of serials available, we can. No one has given that to us. I, I know. I need it. I need that, and then we can really have a breakdown of sort of the hits and misses of serial town um what we're excited about getting 
so we're, you know we're only you're going for one night. I'm only going for the day. Uh, how are we going to fit in Serial Town? Clearly, we have to go out of our way to do it. That is certainly not in the marina. No, I mean I'll be taking the bus to and from the boardwalk, but you could get some not 11 p.m. Serial Town before catching your bus. My guess is that Serial Town is not going to be open until 11 p.m. What are you talking about? Certainly they wouldn't close down the street toe at like 9.30 on opening <laughs> night. That wouldn't yeah. be a sensible thing to do, so. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, so, so did you answer? Is there anything you feel the burning need to do when we go? Amphora Lounge, I think is the big one. Mm-hmm. I need Amphora Lounge. Yeah. Uh, never been. It's 12.50 comp dollars per person, by the way. Yes, that's fine. I have I have like over fifty dollars in comps at Borgata, so it's think, no problem. I think mine expired and I have zero. Oh. <laughs> well you had like eight before or something, right? Yeah, six I think. Mm. My six dollars. I got a notice in I don't know if it was mail or email that said that the M4 lounge is gonna be closed like December seventeenth to twenty first. I was like, Oh no, is that when we're there? Yeah. But it is not. <laughs> Just gonna yeah. Whew. And same thing I think Pool After Dark is also closed at same time. So Caesars MGM are already starting to know, work together. Cahoots. Started their merger early. Cahoots. That's Actually, that was the joint project that Christy was talking about. <laughs> was minor renovations to the M4 <laughs> Lounge and, <laughs> and the Pool After Dark. Probably funded by the CRDA. Oh. So Veracruz, Craig, you need to take me using you- your... Dinner. You also have a diamond celebration dinner, and you're not going to make it again before. But January you know where 31st. I can make it anytime I oh, want. Oh, that's a good point. The yeah, horseshoe. You can, you can go to the horseshoe. Yeah, that's yes. true. With my family, <sighs> and it is not really a hassle. Just saying. Or if you're not going to, maybe I'll just get the deal where I get a hundred dollar dining credit. Because if I'm going to stay in the suite, which who knows, it might be nice to see it. I've never stayed in uh, anything but the base room at Borgata. I've heard the Fiori suite is quite nice. Quite nice. Might have to check it out. Yeah. The problem, I, I kind of feel like the problem with staying in the suite, though, is it's not going to be representative of the types of rooms that we usually stay in. So That's true. Yeah, if you're going for research I'm, purposes. I'm, I am going for research purposes, yeah. but. Yeah, I would, I mean, you know me, I would, I'm going to pick the cheapest, the cheapest option. Yeah, that's true. So I'd, Did you, I'd probably see that $49 thing. I told you I can get Atrium or uh, none of that Bayview, matters. right? No, none of that matters. You're not staying at Harris. I, you can stay at Harris. I'm not staying overnight. You could. <laughs> I could leave at four in the morning, get stuck <laughs> in horrible, horrible traffic getting through the Holland Tunnel. This is the street that goes and to my apartment is literally like it, it even says like last exit <laughs> before the tunnel and you go through that you go past yes. the supposed last exit before the tunnel and Correct. then you just like randomly take a left right before as, you go to- <laughs> as a man who had just gone up to your place in february or march or whenever i came up i can confirm that the sign is like last exit unless you're going through the holland tunnel and google's like no, just keep going on this road. It's fine. And I'm like, whoa, man, like, this is not what I want. Yeah. But it was. Yeah. I don't know why that sign says that, but it does. <laughs> then I went to the Jersey City Target and it was great. Yeah. It's a good Target. <laughs> All right, it's a fine we... Target. It's where I bought Red Dead Redemption 2, which I'm about to go play. Oh, have you been playing that a lot? I hear people are obsessed with it and think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, it seems up your alley if you like Zelda, the big open world yes, yeah, sort yeah. of. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right. Anyway, let's shut this down. Um, so if you want to reach out to us or anyone else in our group that we mentioned, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can find all of our content at do for Find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Uh, you can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send questions to Craig at do for a win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? No, I'm excited to go. Even if it's just for a day, I think we'll, we should talk about maybe shortly before we go, like what 
what is a good day trip in AC? Like you got eight or nine hours or ten hours in AC. What are you packing in? I think that's yeah. a good. We could talk about that in a future episode, but I, I think it varies so much depending on what you really want to do. You know? Yeah, sure. You can have a lot of different ideas of what a good day trip is. But yep. It, but it like can be... you, you did one in December last year. Yeah, I I'm going to do one in December this year. So I think that's something yes. worth talking about. Well, my day trip in December was pretty ridiculous. I think. Very short, right? Was it, it only was, like six hours? It was not a lot of time in Atlantic <laughs> City. Yeah. I also had a one month old or something then. So, Yeah, so this will be my fifth trip in Since a year. Your, your second kid. Yeah. Well, not of the year 2018. Nice. We had our kid in February. So I got in one trip before we had the kid. Uh, so the most trips I've ever made in a year to Atlantic City. Is it? Uh, but you know, two of those trips were with my wife. So it's not like it's just all, Hey, I'm going for the fifth time. Take the kids. Uh, our family very much enjoyed our family trip to Atlantic city. It's a whole family. Well, now that cereal sounds open, they've got another attraction to go see. You can stay in ocean. It's like, I checked on the Hyatt website and it's like $50 or something during the week. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, I could see us going to Ocean. Yeah. Seems like a fun place for the kids to play. All right. Well, when are we going to do this again, Greg? Two weeks. Thanksgiving week? Is that oh, what you want to do? Yeah, that's what I want in my life. Well, you, we, can, we can if you want. Or we could do like end of next week. Uh, I actually think Thanksgiving week is probably not that bad for me. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys just before Thanksgiving then, I think. Unless we don't. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> it won't even be Thanksgiving but before the next episode comes out. All right, have a good one. We'll talk to you guys in like a week and a half. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, well, what I do understand is Serial Town. Serial Town and Red Dead Redemption. Ooh, I should go play some Red Dead Redemption.